Ladies and gentlemen, this is the 36th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I'm your host, Katie M. Kane. With me is my co-host, Will Terps. How's it going, everyone? All right, ladies and gentlemen, our guest tonight is Jeff Mizanski. Jeff, can you hear us okay on your end, man? I sure can. How you doing? Hello, everyone. Doing? All right, dude. Yeah, we're doing all right. Uh, we're live right YouTube, so really excited to interview you on the show, dude. It's uh, it's it's been an honor. Like to just, it's like, dude, like just researching your story is awesome. Uh, I guess I just want to give people a little bit of intro. Um, Jeff received a, a life sentence for possession of an eighth of marijuana back in the nineties, um, and then got granted clemency by the governor. I think like 2015 is that correct jeff exactly right oh okay so that's just it in a nutshell that's all i want to say to everyone it's like that's that's the gist of it but if you can tell the story um however you wish to i know it's probably a repeat question but we'd love to hear it from you dude on uh, what happened and and why such a stiff sentence because everybody's jaws on the floor like what you know, like for an eighth, you know, like it's like, you, you know, so it's, uh, can, can you tell us the story, sir? Yeah, well, it, it, it was a little less than eighth of an uh, ounce, like I say, but, uh, I had that in my pocket and that's what made me guilty of what other people were doing. They call it acting in concert. And yeah. So for that, it also made my heart strike because I got always picked up for having a couple ounces of weed years before that. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the prosecutor decided that uh, he wanted me to play snitch for him. And I basically yep. told him to stick it up his hind end. Yeah. And, uh, he said, well, you know, if you ain't going to work for me, I'm going to make sure you, I, I get you put away. And I said, well, you got to do what you got to do. You yeah, know, and I never thought end up with a life sentence over that little. I never thought I could ever do that, let alone a life without the possibility of parole. Which yeah, I found dude, out I that's... had about eleven years after I was in prison. That's not what I was sentenced to. That's what it ended up somehow or another. Damn, dude, so that's it, it crazy. Was, uh, oh yeah, it was real crazy. But you know, those were the times back then. Of course, our government told so many lies and had so many people thought that, you know, that uh, marijuana was bad. It was no good for you. It, 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 the, the devil was uh, Everybody's out raping women and everything else. And uh, uh, as we all knew before then and then, as well as now, that it's a big lie. But yeah. some of us had to pay. Yeah. In, in my case, at least, the people, you know, the story got out and the people got behind it. And, and if it wasn't for all you people out there that helped, that signed petitions, that, that called the governor, I'd still be locked up. I'd be dying in prison right now. But because the people got together and actually made an uproar about it, today I'm out and free. Back in Chicago today, I'm back in Indiana tonight. Came from Missouri the other day, so... It's fantastic to be out here. No doubt, dude. It's that's awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And here, here to top it all off is, I am now doing more 
and what I ever done when I was out before I got arrested and put in prison because I now have a medical marijuana card and I also can grow. So for a few hundred dollars, yeah, I can do all dude. this now and they they tried to throw me away for the rest of my life for doing less than what I'm doing. Yeah, man, it's a, a really strange turn of events, dude. Um, I Like, man, my story is nowhere near as tragic as yours, but my senior year of college, I got a felony possession of marijuana charge, and I had to plead guilty, and I, I like, two days after I graduated, I had to, I only had to sit 30 days, you know what I mean? And so when I heard your story, I was like, damn. You know, like I was like, damn, like I had to sit a month and then I was on probation for two years. Same thing. Like once I was off probation, I, I moved to Oregon and got a medical card, too. And I was able to possess and grow and take part in the industry after that. But seriously, dude, like my heart was my heart was broken for you. When I heard your story, I was like, dude, if we can get him on the show, that would be awesome. Um, That really is a stiff sentence, dude. And most of the the youtube videos and articles that i was checking out online about you were from like 2013 2015 some of them you could tell that before you got out and then some of them were interviews with you after you got out but it uh it really i remember an interview that i saw with you said that you were you were still on and you, you couldn't smoke or anything so i was like damn and so I was like, man, I, I really got to, I hope he's off now. And so it, it, it's good to hear that you're off parole and, and able to, dude, grow your own. Like, dude, that that's like the best feeling in the world, growing your own medicine and being able yeah, to dude. to have it and not get in trouble for it, you know, and not look over your shoulder is a really good feeling. To yes, it is. But I'll tell you, uh, just a few weeks ago, I, I walked out on my front porch, and there was a, a car sitting about a fourth way up the block on the other side of the street. And the first thing I did was, you know, naturally, stiff and turn around and run back in the house. Oh, man, I, what would I do with this stuff? And so, what yeah. the hell? You're, you're legal. What, the, you know, what are you worried about? Yeah. <laughs> but the old mindset's still there, though. I mean, and, and I don't know if it'll ever play, but, you know, it, it's, it's crazy. But. You know, you, you talk about my story about, about sitting, it was almost 23 years. But what's really sad is, is we have a lot of people that's sitting in prisons all across this country in, in states and in federal prisons. And in some states where it's legal, uh, they're still sitting in prison for marijuana. Uh, yeah, man. Nonviolent crimes. And, you know, people come together for me, and I'm so thankful, and I can't thank anybody enough for things that they get me at. but we've got a lot of brothers and sisters that need help too we, we can't drop the ball and especially states where, where it is legal these, these people speak up even louder uh because well, we gotta do something we we gotta do something i mean it ain't yeah. right here we're able to be out here partaking and and another poor person is sitting in there thinking well, damn, all I had was a quarter ounce or all I had was a half ounce. I'm sitting here for 25, 30 years. Yeah, oh, and, dude. And it it, it yeah. just ain't right. It ain't right. And, and we got to do something about it. 
and I know there's yeah, several nonprofits around and several things that we can do. And it's just like like you're doing right now is exactly what needs to be done because the people need to know what what's going on. And in this day, we've not a lot of people can't even believe that people are in jail for marijuana, let alone yeah, doing a dude. life sentence or 30 years. But it, it's happening. It's it's for real. It needs to be taken care of. And yeah. we do it. If we don't do it, who the hell's going to? Yeah, man. Uh, like that's uh, that should be part of the federal legalization too. Is that anybody who's in prison right now for marijuana charges or marijuana related charges should be freed? You know? Yeah, and we also Definitely. need to to ch- to change also just like uh, the criminal justice system and how police enforce um enforce things um because you know uh back when i was uh writing a paper back in in college um i read some on um <clears throat> an article um that you know like police and uh and you know other officers overwhelmingly pr- prefer to to prosecute you know cannabis related crimes over like other drugs hard drugs um cocaine crack crystal meth um, because it's, you know, a lot cleaner for them. They don't have to deal with like, you know, needles potentially or blood or, um, and, you know, that across the board, especially in states that aren't, aren't legal, um, is still a, a, a large prevalence and, uh, you know, people serving, you know, like, like Jeff, like yourself and other people serving petty crimes for small possession and, you know, um, and use, it's just, uh, ridiculous. Yeah, it, it is, but if you think about it, it's 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 cash, it's their cash crop. Yeah, because like yeah. for me, they got uh, I think it was eighty-seven dollars and seventeen cents a day for every day that I was in prison. Damn. Now that's almost twenty-three years. Damn. Um, so there's several prisons, but the prison I was in, and, and most of them here, hold two thousand people. Now, all of them ain't in there for nonviolent crimes, but they're getting $87.17 a day for each and every one of them. And, of course, that, that figure is from when I was in. That was, what, four years ago now? Almost five years? So, uh, it, it, it's a cash crop for them, and it, it's an easy arrest. It's, it's an easy bust. And yeah. then, like me, the first few times that I got busted for minor possession stuff, um, you know, the, the lawyer said, oh, this ain't nothing, don't worry about it, it's just you know, no contest. And uh, we'll just take a little short fine and you're, you're done, that's it, don't worry about it. Well, guess what, you better start worrying about it because every time they write you a ticket and it goes down on your record someplace and you go into another state and you get caught with a minor position, they look on your record and they say, well, you've been picked up three times. So are they going to strike, are they going to hit you with the three-strike law? Because they can. Yeah. So yeah, you know, that's and it's crazy. things that we got to think about. So it's it's really hard to get hung up unless you're messing around in an illegal state. And and I guess in some of these legal states, it's pretty easy to get hung up too. Um, yeah, they they still pull people over. I don't know. Like I I feel for my bros out there in Idaho because they're in Idaho. That's illegal. But 
15 minutes away across the river in Clarkston, you can go to three different stores and grab weed. And it's like this, the story from everyone back mm-hmm. home was that cops were basically waiting on the other side of the bridge, you know? And then like, well, ah. pull them over. There we in, go. Some weed on them. And it's like, in, dude. In Washington, they have a uh, no open container law for cannabis. So all your cannabis has to be in, in the back seat or in the, uh, not in the back seat, in the trunk, like, I don't know if it has to be locked away or hidden. And if they, if like you literally get pulled over and they find it like in your cup holder, in your console, in the front seat, or even in like close by in the back seat, you can get charged with a DUI. With a DUI? Yeah. Fuck, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I know uh, it's crazy. I was at uh, Seattle Hempfest um, a few years back. I uh, was speaking there, and we was walking through the uh, area, and, you know, there the, the cops are on pedal bikes going through the area. And, uh, this, not too long after I got out of prison, to be right honest with you, but I'm walking from one stage to the other. I don't know how the uh, Hempfest had their stages all set up. And this guy come flying by me on a pedal bike and slammed on his brakes. He slid to a stop in front of these two guys. And they were standing there with the joint hanging out their mouth and no lighter, you know, no light. And a cop slid to a stop, grabbed the lighter, pulled it out, lit it up, and, and, and lit it up for him. And I was damn, I wish I had a camera for it. I just about fell over. I couldn't believe it. Damn. And That's awesome. It, it was crazy. Yeah, it was awesome. That's... It was fantastic. And it just it, it kind of made you feel good and then sick all the time because it feels good like the finally the word's getting out and people are changing and, and they're uh, you know leaving us alone that don't want to medicate to help ourselves for health in a lot of a lot of cases not just to get high but for health reasons yeah dude and, 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 and then you got, right and then you get these cops that i don't care if you got a crumb on you they want to lock you up and throw you away forever but you know it comes back to what they were trained. It's a heck of a lot easier to bust somebody for marijuana and put them in jail, not just to get them there, but all the paperwork to get them there, to, you know, the whole nine yards with courts and everything else, all they need to make. And think about it in that courtroom. Everybody in that courtroom is being paid. Everybody. Yeah. Except for the defendant. Yep. And the defendant's liable to get his pay. The only way it'd be in prison or jail. <laughs> yeah. Which, you know, that is. Co- really it costs crazy. more money. It costs more money for the county or the state to keep you in jail too. Like you were saying, eighty-seven bucks a. You know. Like... Yeah. Well, I mean, but think about it. They're telling you that's what it costs, and they're collecting taxes. So that's not just the end of it. Each and every person out there that pays taxes is paying. Yeah. Yeah, man, it is. Okay. It's like that. It's not. Uh, yeah, the math doesn't work out. It's too expensive. It's not worth it. You know? Right, but it was with, with everybody paying taxes. And okay, say they only spent thirty dollars a day on this person. Look at the money they made in profit. Yeah. Okay, and now you got yeah. some private prisons, and they're set up to where. If they don't keep them beds full, guess what? They still have to pay for them beds so much a day. 
because that's in the contracts, and a lot of them. And what, what really, really sucks is how many judges have stock in the same thing on, on the prisoners, stock for the prisoners and the private prisoners. Yeah, it's dude, that's a serious, serious conflict of interest, yeah. man. I mean, really, but, you know, they'll, they'll say that, well, I don't know. I got a stock portfolio over here, and my, my guy takes care of it. I, I really don't know what stock I have. Now, how many people don't? No, I don't have stock myself. I'm, I'm locked up for 20 something years. I couldn't afford to get any stock. I'm lucky to be, survive, you know. Yeah, I'm dude. Old enough now, I got Social Security. Otherwise, I'd be sunk. Yeah. And, and that's, that's something else a lot of people don't realize is once you get arrested, I don't care if you're arrested at 16, 17, 18 years old, that record follows you all the way through. And it's to hold you back from trying to get a good job, a good paying job, so you can get your family together, so you can get things done. And a lot, a lot right, of people, yeah. you can't, you you can't get a job nowhere. Goddamn you know? right! So, like, dude, right. you can't. Like, I've uh, been so, the same thing. Yeah, that's why I'm a weed guy, bro. You know what I mean? That's why I'm doing this mm-hmm. too, is because I I can either work off my phone or or get a job at a dispensary or a farm. You know, because all those corporate oh, I, people search my and it's like ah, I would love Kim. And know? here, here in Missouri, it's not quite that as bad as it was. Where you got to keep it in the <laughs> trunk, you can have it on you in your pocket or glove box or whatever, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. But it's still a new law here, so the, the cops are even learning. Some of them are still yet being pulled in because they don't know all the rules yet, or I'm not want to comply with them. I guess in some cases, in some of the counties, and yeah. I'm just guessing on that. But I do know there's still a few people getting arrested in Missouri. And, yeah. And unfortunately, the uh, the communities, the cannabis communities, is coming together when that happens and standing up saying, oh, no, you can't do that. And they're getting down there and gathering up around the courthouse and saying, no, let our man free or let our woman free. This ain't right. Yeah. But, you know, there's yeah. still some of them that, that have to go through court. And yeah. That's what bothers me, too. It's like the people voted that this was a waste of time and money, and you guys are still wasting the time and money. Yeah, well, what's really sad, you're right, it's a waste of time and money. But what's really sad is, how about the man hours that they're using to sit and watch somebody? I was told that I was followed for several years, every day followed, because they were trying to uh, uh, bust me. Yeah. Okay? But they could never get me on anything, never find anything, and never find anything. But yet, because I wouldn't cooperate with this prosecutor, they followed me for years and years. Uh, look how many man hours we spent, okay? Now, yeah. on the same note, all the man hours they spent on just me, and they had to go almost 24 hours a day, because there was times I, I went 24 hours a day, you know, roaming around. But yeah, that's a lot of man hours. So... How about some of these murders? How about some of these rapes? How about yeah. these kids that are being taken? Couldn't yeah, they use those dude. hours a whole lot better finding some of these damn people out there hurting their children? I agree, man. I totally yeah. agree. Like, uh, I remember in college, I got a bunch of little minor in possession of alcohol and then possession of less than 40 gram weed charges, probably two or three apiece. And every time I was getting handcuffed, that's what I would say to the cop. I would say, dude, 
it's Friday night. It's 1230. Uh, I'm quite sure there's a girl getting raped right now. And you're over here fucking with me for having weed in my pocket, dude. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's exactly right. You know, and, and like, you know, man. get busted with with a little bit of weed, and you know, damn it, that gets sent off to the damn place to be checked out almost immediately. And and they you know it's 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 marijuana. It's got X amount THC. It weighs X amount. This now, but how about all these rape cases? How about all these yeah. rape kits that ain't never been opened up? So what yeah, the hell is man. the world coming to? And yeah. sitting in the days of sitting in prison when I'd be sitting there and this is after I found out I had life without the possibility of parole. I'd be sitting there and I'd watch these guys come in that rape kids. And they only yeah. have five or six years. They go home two or three years and then they come back with a new case. Raping yeah, some other dude. kids. And they go home in another three or four years and do it again and come back the third and fourth time. There was one guy that came in three different times. And still had an update before I even knew I was going to be eligible for parole. That's fucking crazy, dude. That's fucked. It yeah. is. It is. Yeah. So what's the United States coming to, man? And and that's that went through my mind over and over and over and over again. That burnt in so hard and heavy, it just it made me sick. Yeah. Just, and honestly, Jeff, I I feel like most of the people in charge and positions of power don't ever see the the human impact like that and how it's fucking people they just look at the dollars and cents you know what i mean and it's like what it is kind of expensive to do and and, and it dude it's like that's i feel like that's a major factor in why things are are changing you know what i mean like that's uh it's sad you know Cause it's like the, the the human impact on on all this shit on the way that laws are enforced too. Like you're saying, man, like kids are hurt um, and and destroyed for the rest of their lives. While weed guys and and nonviolent offenders are are being held for longer periods of time. Um, yeah, but, but exactly right. But you know, you're you're getting a double whammy there. You're not only letting baby rapers out to do what the hell they want to do or the people that are raping other people, hurting people, are out on the streets. It seems like that's doing a hell of a lot more damage than somebody standing on the street corner smoking a joint. I'm sorry. Yeah, if you're sitting on the street corner smoking a joint, you're not thinking about pulling a gun out and shooting somebody. You're thinking about, damn, what am I going to go get to eat? Yeah. You know, or let's kick back and check yeah. these lights out. Let's see what's going on. Or I feel yeah. a whole lot better, man. Relax. Or yeah, let's go in this arcade. And play some video okay. games. You know? Mm-hmm. Right. But then, you know, here's an impact that not a whole lot of people think about. The person gets locked up. So, like, I got locked up. I had two young boys. One was just starting high school and one just got out of high school. The one that just started high school, when I got locked up, he quit school within months because he had to help go to work to try to make ends meet. That sucks, man. Okay. I I mean, it affected his whole life. But still yet, the family suffered because they didn't have me there to bring the money in. They didn't have some of the food they should have had. They didn't have a lot of things that, that they should have had and they missed. You know, they were used to. But Yeah, dude. 
it, 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 it hurts the whole family. It just doesn't hurt the person that gets locked up. So if you're going to lock somebody up, damn it, lock them up for something that you really did wrong. If somebody hurt somebody else, why does he want to lock somebody up that's not hurting nobody and hurt the rest of the family, hurt the kids, hurt, hurt the parents? How many kids have we got with one parent in the house? Or in some cases, not even the kids taken out of the house and putting in the foster care somewhere. And in some cases, they're, they're getting killed. Yeah, dude. Yeah, it's all so, bad. Yeah, it, it's it's a really big impact all the way around, and it's something that we we the people need to straighten out. And you know what? We got to do it, and the only way we're going to do it is from within. That means registering to vote. That means voting these assholes out there against us that don't want to do what the people want done, and putting somebody in there that's really going to do what we want them to do. And, and yeah. that's the only way we're going to do it, because otherwise there's going to be a, a big civil war and there's going to be a lot of people dead, and we don't want that. Nah, yeah. at all. For real, dude. Like, I feel like that's what most of the news articles on mainstream media are trying to do. Pick pick a line to draw and get some people mad at some other people for saying this is cool or saying this is... And it's like, when... Let's, let, you know, let's focus on what's important, you know, and it, mm-hmm. uh, I, I feel like this stuff is a lot more important than what the mainstream media is reporting on. So, well, man, dude, but if, if we had more people speaking out about it and saying how it really is, I think it would really hurt them and their cause and help us in our cause and get things yeah. straightened out. And, yeah, you know, man. like now, trying to get things legal in, in states. Uh, we had uh, were able to send a petition around and get signatures to put it on our ballot, and the people voted it in. Not all states are able to do that. Some has to go through their Senate and representatives in each state. Yeah. I think that's what happened in Illinois, right? Is that Or exactly. Michigan? Michigan? Yeah. Ele- I'm not sure about Michigan, but Illinois definitely. Yeah, I remember reading. That's very cool of their their government to do that without, you know, the people having to. Because that's really costly, too. I remember uh, there was an article. the, The attorney general here in Arizona was really encouraging. Our, our state Senate and legislature to pass a rec law before the people voted on it next year because it's written really well for next year and it only failed 49 to 51 last time. So it's going to pass this coming year. It's going to pass. But the the attorney general, the attorney general, just like, look, it's going to happen. written the way it is right there. You guys could pass it right now instead of that and write it the way you, and they, they're still not going to do it. So whatever. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. It, it, they get together and want to pass it because they want their way, the way they want to do it. They want to put their restrictions on it. They want this, this, and this instead of the way the people want it, which is to be free. They need to free plant. It's just yeah. that simple. It's it, God's gift to us, and that's what we need. Yeah, if, dude. If we if we wasn't supposed to have it in our body, we wouldn't have receptors in our brain to receive the THC. Yes. And the, CBDs and all this. I yes. mean, it's yes. natural. Man, that's what I tell people too. 
I'm like, man, there's no, all those pills are interacting with systems that aren't built to receive that. It's like they're blocking shit going to and from receptors in your brain. Like that's what those pills are doing. That's not the way your brain's supposed to work, man. Your, your brain's built to receive this as medicine, you know? So I, I would rather do that. It seems a lot safer. Like nobody dies from it, you know? You know, what's really crazy is they've known this for hundreds and thousands of years before we ever came around. It's just some decided, hey, you know what? We can make these pills and keep everybody taking them forever and ever because we don't have to heal them. We just got to make them feel a little bit better. And yeah. we can keep selling them pills and pills and pills instead of yeah. something that will actually heal them, which cannabis, marijuana, whatever you want to say, it does. In a lot of yeah. cases. So, fucking A, man. It, fucking A. It, it's, it's just ridiculous. It, it don't make no sense. But then again, for if we just cannabis, how would our big companies be making all this money? Yeah. That's a that's a big thing that I want, too, for federal legalization is uh, people get to grow their own. It's like you, you can't require that we buy this from a store. It's like we need to be able to grow our own. And if, if well, okay. it's, you know, like everybody, definitely, I, I definitely. But, but beware, this is the first time I grew indoors ever. And damn, there's a lot of work to it. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I want I wanted to recommend a guy to you. We had him on episode two of our podcast. His name is Joshua Steens. And he has a YouTube channel. Um, he had this series called No Till Talk. And you, you should check that out, dude. He uh, oh. he talks about all the complicated stuff, and then and then just building a soil, and then letting it do its thing under the lights. Like, just check it out. You know what I mean? Everybody makes their own decisions. Some guys want to grow hydro. Some guys want to grow soil with salt. And it, I, I'm just I gotta refer people to Joshua Steensland because I'm I'm really a fan of his work, and it's uh, it's really low maintenance and really wow. organic and natural so the be right eyes with you everybody needs to talk to those shows because just like right now i got plants that are chest high just put them in a flower about three weeks ago and now all of a sudden i'm getting some yellow leaves <laughs> out of nowhere so yeah yeah you got to make Look sure on. the pH is right you got to make sure that you know everything else is right and it's just a lot to learn yeah dude and then that's a good way of learning too is seeing what's wrong like looking it up figuring it out talking to homies you know what i mean and then it's like okay i think it's this let's try and remedy that what what strains are you growing jeff mizanski uh i'm throwing uh damn <laughs> i told you that ago <laughs> uh strawberry shortcake okay and i've got some uh uh, White Widow, I think it is. Tight, old school, man, old school. Mm, yeah, and and I mean, even using mixture of soil. I, I didn't use anything I bought out of the store. I, I mixed up some book soil with some uh, good organic stuff in it and stuff like that. And uh, oh, dude, the you're the truth. Organic, so 
Way to go, dude. That's what I do, Jeff Mazansky. I'm like, fuck buying it from the store in a bag. I'll make it myself, goddamn. Mm-hmm. Good for you, bro. Good for you. Well, I just figured, you know, how can you improve on Mother and Nature? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I can exactly. see the breeding part of it. I can see the breeding part of it, but it still comes down to what Mother Nature put in the soil in the first place. Yeah, man. Yeah. So, and Good. you know, Good I, I've been right. uh, not too many people go along with with what we just said about you know mix their own soil like that. Most of them want to go with, oh no, you need to go buy this or you need to go buy this and use this. <laughs> well, you know what? I'm retired. I don't yeah. have a whole lot of money. I can't go buy this and go buy that. I go, I buy a little bit of what I can here and there to go with. I figured. Good black yeah. soil mixed properly is the best way to go. And yes, definitely they're in pots, so you got you have to put some nutrition nutrition in there. Organic, yeah. of course. Yeah, dude. That's man. That's what I told people too. Is like, I had like a a, a new little boy, you know, that was just born, mm-hmm. and I had thousands of dollars to spend, but I could get a a yard of compost for twenty bucks, and then buy the amendments for like one hundred and fifty, two hundred. And and for that amount of soil at the store, it's like thirty five hundred dollars, bro. You know, it's like like I spent less wow. than two fifty. So it's I don't know. And it's like you just have to make it early and let it sit so it doesn't get too hot when you put your plants in. There. I don't know. Like I I I was always satisfied with the results too. You know, and it, it just I I try to well, spread this- the word. You know? Yeah, I said this is the first time I grew indoors. I, years and years ago, you know, we put the seeds out there and there, but my well, God, is so much different than walking out in, into a field or a woods somewhere and, and, you know, taking some old dead fish, putting down there and planting the seed on top of it and running out there every now and then with some fish motion or some bat going on and putting it on it. it. Ain't nothing like growing outdoors and indoors. It's completely different. Yeah. Yeah, bat guano but, uh, is the truth too. Yeah, shout out to bat guano. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, it, it takes it. But hey, you know, for real, I'm I'm really one of the lucky ones. I'm I'm so fortunate to be able to be out here and do this, and so fortunate just to be out here for real. Because right now I'm supposed My to be God. according to our laws the way they were. I'm supposed to be in prison right now, dying like some yeah. of our brothers and sisters yeah man and, it's and it's really good to have you out here too dude like it's a, it's an inspiring story for people who are down you know like have hope you know that's dope well you know it, it, it's what's really crazy is and i can see why i guess before i ever got locked up i, I never thought in depth about what was going on in prisons <laughs> and this and that but you know we got Young guys, it, of course, I was going to in prison, but we had young kids coming in, they're 16, 18 years old, uh, with minor charges for marijuana, this or that, and had to do three or four years. And in some cases, uh, well, in, in most cases, you're going to be tested when you go to prison, one way or another. Yeah. They're going to test you, and they're going to, uh, in a lot of, we got some bad people in prison, some people that have to be there. You know, don't get me wrong, yeah. they have to be there. I, I wouldn't yeah, want them on anywhere. Yeah. And 
those are the ones that we got to take care of. And it, it, it's so silly that these young kids go in there and some of these guys that rev hole them and use them and abuse them. Yeah, and, and, and some, some of them cases, get killed. Some get exactly, killed even. You know? Exactly, or they stand up to do some fighting for their own, you know, to, to save their own dignity and end up with a bigger case because it hurt somebody else. You know, it hurt them or killed them. And now all of a sudden they're from a four or five year sentence, maybe they got to do life or life without, or probably even get death. And yeah. that's what we're putting our kids into. I mean, it wasn't a week before I was approached and people tell me, look, you're going to do this. We know you're in here for, for drugs and you're going to have your family bring some up and you'll bring them in and give them notes when you're in here or, or else. You know? Yeah. In one case, I had an old boy telling me this guy was sentenced to die. He would he was on the death death row anyways. He says, "Look, I've got nothing to lose." He pulled out a a sword, about foot and a half, two foot long, and he meant it. He said, "I'm going to cut your head off if if you Jesus. don't do this." Well, fortunately, I was good enough and in the military, I pretty well knew how to handle myself, so. I'd give him another minute. It, it was on right then and there. You ain't going to threaten me like that and, and walk away. Mm-mm. So I ended up going to hall for fighting, of course. But, you know, I gained my respect. They knew not to mess with me. Oh, yeah. But a lot of Definitely. these kids don't have that. And they can't even if they tried because they, they don't have the experience. And they end nope. up... Uh, being somebody's slave in there or you know it just it's just ridiculous and that's scarring for the rest of us but and then you got these other ones that actually live through these younger guys they tell them now look what'd you get busted for oh maybe it was uh robbing a grocery store or, or raping somebody or this or that and you go well, i'm in here for the same thing and, and we tried to like this got busted this boys is in for the same thing he tried to let this got busted we tried to let this got next time try it like this so they're living their life through them. So the kid gets out the more, yeah. Listen to what they got to say. They know. And guess what? He's right back out there doing the same thing. Hurt yeah, people, man. robbing people. And that's the kind of stuff that goes on. There's got to be a better way. And, and no, you know, they got a lot of people that are using hard drugs. Yeah. Uh, I couldn't tell you how many people told me that they used marijuana to come down off of hard drugs and get off of the kick to have it. Yeah. And yeah. believe me, there's just as many drugs inside a prison and sometimes more of a selection than there is yeah. that you can find in your, in your hometown. Yeah. Because it, it, you figure they're coming from all over the state. So within that state and around the state area, you can you can have brought in it. It's not hard. So they're doing wow. nothing but hurting people getting put in there that don't need to be in there in the first place. Hurting yeah. them, hurting their families. And something we the people can straighten out. Most definitely. No doubt. So. Um, what else kind of, what, what other kind of stories do you want to talk about, Jeff? Uh, it was uh one of the the videos I watched on YouTube was 
it was like the was is it like the state attorney general or something he uh it looked like he was he was like a indian dude or an african dude or something like he was giving a long speech just about you know things you're saying uh about violent crime and why this is like such a like the the governor should really do something about this it looked like a big function like a press conference type thing um was was that that guy i I can't remember his name was was he the one who kind of spearheaded the thing or or did people who were doing the the petition stuff bring him the signatures and and he was like okay let's do this like can can you talk about that a little bit i'll tell you uh what happened is uh my son chris he um heard where they were um i'm kind of thinking the name of the place um Anyway, they, they were going to try to get marijuana legalized. And in, in the bill was that all marijuana prisoners would be out immediately as soon as it was passed. That's good. And, and that, that caught his attention real quick. Uh, although yeah. he, he believed in the legalization effort, but it gave him enough gumption to get to go to another town, which was about 100 miles away, to go to this meeting. And they were talking about getting people to go around and collect signatures to try and get this on ballot. Um, with John Payne, I think was the head of uh, Show Me Cannabis, was was uh, people doing it at the time. Okay, yeah, that that was uh, one of the channels on 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 YouTube that was yeah that that posted the video. Right, and, and they, uh, you know, they they went around in a circle and asked everybody that was there, okay, you know, well, well why are you interested? Why 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 do you want to help? And I guess it was a. Uh, kind of a get together and when in the planning stages basically or they had had the paperwork didn't have signatures and trying to line up I guess a uh, panel of people to help collect signatures. And everybody went through saying, well they believe this, believe that and uh, my son uh Darren said, well he said one of the main reasons is because my dad's in prison for marijuana doing a life without sentence for, you know, about three and a half grams and nobody could believe it. And they went around and they checked on everything and um of course, they went forward also trying to collect signatures. Yeah. And we had a uh, representative, uh, Shemed Dogan, uh, black guy. That was his name. That was his name, Dogan. Yeah, I didn't know how to say it. Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. He, uh, he out of St. Louis, and next time in office, he heard about my story within a few weeks to when he became in office, and he couldn't believe it, so he... Uh, actually came to the prison and brought a, 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 another senator, another representative with him. Wow. And, uh, hell, I was working in the furniture factory at the time. They called me up, oh, you need to get up there to, to the front. Uh, you got somebody who wants to see you. And, and they didn't tell me nothing, anything else except for I get cleaned up and get up there. So I changed clothes. I was actually waiting to go because you count time. There's no movement in the yard. You can't go from one place to another. You got to be right where you're at. Yeah. And I was sitting there uh, just outside the door smoking a cigarette. And let the guard come. I said, well, what are you still doing here? I said, well, you give me my pass. I'm for, you know, it comes to clear so I can go. So, oh, no, you're leaving right now. I said, what do you mean I'm leaving right now? It's count time. I can't be walking down the yard. No, you're leaving right now. So I ended up going through count. And that's a funny feeling in itself. I thought, damn, they're, they're going to shoot me or something, you know. 
Yeah. <laughs> you're not supposed to be out here. <laughs> you got yeah. guns and everything else. You'd be surprised what goes through your mind. Motor truck said, you you're already in prison over what you're thinking is nothing anyhow. So now you're thinking, oh, God damn. <laughs> What's yeah. going on? <laughs> yeah, but, man, for real. I walked up there uh, into the visiting room, and, and they're set four together. And I looked, and they, they introduced themselves. And he said, well, you know, we heard about your story, and, and they heard about it through Show Me Cannabis and uh, John Payne. And um, he said, I, I can't believe it. I'd just like to hear your story side of it because there's something else to it and I went through it and I told him everything he says I, I, I just can't believe it and all four of them before they left said well you know we're going to check into this and, and because it, it just can't be true said, but if it is true you know what we're going to get you out of here that's and, and dope dude totally, totally shocked totally shocked and this is the first time representative you know, in just a few weeks uh, within a few more weeks they had wrote a bill and already went through several uh, uh, committees. It was getting ready to go on the floor to be voted on just, just to get me out of prison. Dude, that's tight. That's awesome. Right. Yeah. But uh, that didn't... It, something happened. One of the guys got caught us around with uh, uh, one of his workers, <laughs> the female workers. This was a different Congress or representative or senator. I don't even know who it was. And it never brought up to the floor because of that. Uh, so they, they, uh, you know, but he came back in and said, don't worry, we're, we're still planning on getting you out of here. And he went back and, and he put a letter together and had about 97% of the senators and representatives all signed this letter telling the governor, you need to let this man out. That's awesome, man. And, I mean, that's the type of, uh, of a guy, but he's uh, fantastic. He's really for the people and several bills he's wrote since then he's it's all been about helping the people out those are kind of representatives and senators that we that we need in there you know that yeah. are really want to work for the people not want to work for uh i hate to say it, but fill the pockets full of money because how many representative senators or congressmen do you know did out all that ain't millionaires are rich yeah, dude. Yeah. There's they're no not, working not, class poor. None. Right. I mean, they're so <laughs> they're not making it off the money that they're being paid. So where the hell's all this money coming from? Yeah. Yeah. Brief briefcases at lunch, man. Briefcases at lunch. There you go. There, there's something yeah. going on. Yeah. In, in, in a lot of cases, and. I'm sure not in all cases, but I'm sure there's there's payments going off. I mean, hell, we're, this is the same government that said that marijuana is bad for us, so we need to make it illegal. So, you know, anybody can figure that out. Something's going on that ain't that ain't right. Yeah, and the only way we're going to change it is is to some of these people out that's been in there forever that stuck in ways, and uh, you know, are they getting paid off by companies? The vote no against this or change this or that, you know, I can't say positively, but guessing I'd say, you know, I'd say so. If I was a betting yeah. man, I'd bet on it. <laughs> Proving it might be a different story. <laughs> yeah. Jeff, how yeah, long? I'll um... oh, go ahead. <laughs> What's that? 
I was just going to ask uh, how long uh, how long it took from uh, when those first four senators visited you when you were in prison, how long it took them to get those uh, like 97 percent of the Senate signatures um, presented to the to the governor. Oh, they 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 not only sent the signature to the governor from them, we had 479,000 people also signed a petition on, uh, online for me. Damn. Uh, besides, awesome. they, they took in cases and cases of papers with signatures on them for, that people said they needed to let me up from across the United States and around the world. I'm talking England, Canada, uh, all, even, even Japan. That's tight, dude. That's awesome. So, uh, and, and it was about seven or eight months before this got represented to him after all that took place, after they got the signatures. That's awesome. So it, it, it cool. was crazy. And, and then I think actually everybody calling in, uh, heck, we even had people that had put money up to put billboards out and they put one billboard with a picture of me on it and, and uh, you know what about Jeff why didn't you get him out of prison and they put it right across the street from where the governor had to leave the mansion to come in to go to work every day there were several more around the state as well but uh, that one there I think did, did the biggest impact I think it was great yeah. And of course, all I could see is pictures is because I was in prison, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. But uh, it uh, that that's what did it. it. It was, you know, the power of the people that really did it. Let's be right honest with you, because they knew it was wrong. All the representatives and senators and all of them, they all knew it was wrong. Even the governor knew it was wrong. What was going on? It was it was silly. But yeah. On on the other hand, you know. I have a lot of people ask me, how come you're not mad? How come you're not depressed and this and that? Well, believe me, I go through those, those stages. And yeah. I doubt whether it'll ever stop. But if you really think about it, damn it, it's all of our faults. Yeah. It, it, not, yeah. not the cops. Not the cops. No. I, I can't blame them <laughs> because we hire them to do a job. Yeah. And the job is to enforce the laws that are on the books. Guess who's leaving those laws on the books? Yeah, us, us dude. Yeah, uh, we're we're right. compliant with change. the way things are. Right, we have to change those laws, and, and that's yeah. that's the key. That's the key. And and we we can't be pissed you, at them or anything else because, you yeah. know what? If somebody gets murdered or somebody gets hurt, who the heck are you gonna call if you can't call a cop? Yeah. And dude, like you know. that's uh, a, a lot of, I have a lot of friends online too that are just like, man, voting doesn't count. And I'm like, okay, maybe for the president because the college electorate decides that, but weed is legal in Oregon because I voted for it. You know what I mean? And not just me, but everyone else did too. And so it was just like those votes counted. And so uh, when, when law changes come up like that and, and bills that are going to, you know, you know, help people out, help people out who are in there for nonviolent crime and 
be stricter on people who are fucking hurting children and and rape and killers you know what I mean? uh then then people got to vote on that stuff too and, and pay attention you know what i mean? and and that's the other thing we're trying to do too jeff is I mean, you had interviews with NBC and all these different mainstream media, but it's like the story is still important to us. So we still want to tell it for anybody who hasn't heard it. And like the, the yeah. mainstream probably isn't going to run too much more, but we, we want to saying the message, you know, like these things do have to change. Hey, man, we've got to get the message out to people that, that this ain't right. It, and it's, it's not just me. I mean, there's, there's lots of uh Last time I checked, there was uh, a little over 2,000 people still doing life or life without sentences Fuck. in our jail system, uh, and that's federal and state. And, and that's not counting people doing 20 years and 30 years and 10 years That's or less. It's just <laughs> life and life without. Damn. For nonviolent crimes. I mean, hell, they just put a guy in jail for growing plants and i think he's 70 something years old on oxygen and everything else it, uh it, it's a life sentence they only give him like 15 years i think but it's a life sentence for a man like that yeah he's not gonna come out he's gonna die in there you know exactly right exactly right and then and then you got what goes on in prison our prison population is getting older so you need more medical well, now that's costing more money. So what do they do? Yeah. They got other inmates that they're paying fifteen dollars a month to to watch this person or watch that person or push this wheelchair so they can go back and forth to child. Uh, yeah. Damn it, they're not licensed to do that. But they don't know. They can have a little bit of training in there, but you know they're after that fifteen dollars. The fifteen dollars in there goes a long ways. Yeah. Uh, goes a long ways. Uh, you might be able to buy a couple of soups or something like that, but. To some of them guys, fifteen dollars is all they make a month. Period. Yeah. You got you got yeah, to buy your whatever it is, the wham whams you're gonna buy. You got to buy your toilet paper. You got to buy your toothpaste and your soap and shampoo and stuff like that. It it's enough to cover that, but that's about it. Yeah. You know, but it no gives doubt. them a little something to make, which is great. But how about the care that these guys and these girls are getting that really need to be in a hospital somewhere or in some cases, even though uh, uh, an old folks home uh, help them out because they can't help yeah. themselves. Yeah, dude, and, that, that man, that was a question I had too. Is like one of those, like the guy was saying, you had a tumor on your arm while you were in prison, and they were just, ah, it'll be okay, you know, like ah, it'll be all right. Like, is is it okay now, dude? Like, since you've been out, like, that, can can you talk about you? that? Because that's. Like, yes, that's that's a, a relevant question. I just wanted to ask that to you also, man. I didn't want to. Uh, yeah, I had a, what they call a lymphoma on my left arm. Okay. Damn. And all the while I was in there, I was it started out small, and I kept going in there. So it's growing. It, it bothered me. I'm catching on things, ripping it open, and this and that. And they'd feel it. And said, well, it don't feel like cancer. And then they'd take a tape measure, a little thing, and they'd measure across it. And they'd say, <laughs> it's, it's not growing. So it's not life-threatening. We're not messing with it. And, you know, Jeez. and the next time you go in and say, hey, it's growing, it's growing. It's twice the size. What do they do when they measure it the next time? Because that's how they figure it's growing or not by measuring it. 
uh, they squeeze it down. Oh, you know, it's the same size. And, well, you know, the last time you didn't squeeze it to get this size. So what do you tell them? Yeah. You know? <laughs> Damn, <laughs> but but it, still don't feel, it still don't feel like cancer, you know. Yeah. That's crazy, <laughs> and, dude. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I am a veteran, and I've had a little bit of uh, medical issues these last six to eight months. And, and one of the things I, I went in when I was there was, I had them look at that, and they decided it was best to take it off, so they took it off. Uh, fortunately, I don't have any nerve damage that I know of, I, um, and that's what they were claiming, that, oh, it's been under for so long now, the root grows down, and you it's probably wrapped around the nerves and the blood vessels, and you may lose some of your feeling in your arm or some use of your arm if we take that off, so we better leave it alone now. You know, it went from Damn. it ain't growing to, oh, it's too late. Well, damn it, it's too late because you didn't do it when you could have did it for five minutes. Yeah, man. When it was small, but, uh, you know. <laughs> yeah, it, it's too small, right? It, it was only, uh time it came out, it was about three and a half inches across in uh, long ways, and then the other way is about two and a half inches, and then it popped up, what, a good inch and a half, maybe two inches. <laughs> But damn, was, you know, that's rough, bro. Damn. Right, no, it's right out, right on the forearm, on the top there. But uh, well, I went in, and, and uh, I will say the the Veterans Administration, the Veterans Hospital, the uh, Truman Hospital here in, in Missouri was fantastic. I mean, they looked at all oh, that needs to go, and they took care of it almost immediately, and it was great. And that's I, good, I dude. No feeling in the arm or nothing like that. So. They did a fantastic job. That's good That's to awesome. hear. Yeah, good to hear, man. Did did that uh did that help you get your medical card too or Oh well I was a veteran. Anyway, oh, okay. So and That's I, cool. I actually went there I actually went there for another reason. I was um I got uh, arthritis real bad that I didn't know I had until after I got out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Toughen but, it uh, out. Up to, It'll be okay. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Here's yeah. an aspirin, you know. Go home and lay down. Yeah. Here's an aspirin or go to your cell. <laughs> Damn, um, by the way, be sure you're up to work yeah. tomorrow because if you're not up to go there, you're going to be rode up. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I, I dude. Broke, that's crazy. I, I broke a bone in my ankle when I was in there and I uh, walked to medical, which is about a quarter mile up across the camp. I told man, I said, I know my leg's broke. I heard it pop. I know it popped. And they said, oh, no, it's okay. You're, you're feeling a little pain. Your heart pressure's up and this and that. But, you know, Monday we'll call you back in here. I think this was Friday night or Saturday morning. Monday we'll call you back in here and we'll get some x-rays and stuff for it. So I had to walk all the way back to my housing unit back across camp. Damn. Suffered all, suffered all weekend, and Monday came, they didn't call me. Tuesday came, they finally called me. I, I walked all the way back. This, and I'm working down the furniture factory with the broken leg. So it was that little bone on the outside. Uh, I forget what you call it. Anyways, I went up there, and, and they uh, took x-rays of it, and the guy came running back in there. He said, oh, my God, don't don't get down off that table. Don't move. You, you're going out immediately. That's what the hell's wrong? And then he brought in the uh, pictures, uh, x-rays he showed me. that The bone was broke and broken half and sharp heads going each way. He says, man, you'll be cutting everything else up in there. And they finally took me out to the doctor, and the doctor says, 
is an age of one wrong move and you would hit an artery. Just you're just this close to dying. Damn, dude. And yet they had me walking around on it all weekend. So yeah, and that's just man, my that's page. Rough. So there's other a lot of other horror stories in there that that just is ridiculous. No so. doubt. No doubt. Well, shoot, Jeff, we, we've been talking to you for an hour now. Is there is there another story that you want to end with uh, on a positive note or anything? Is there any uh, causes that you want to tell people to check out online or if you have any social media you want to plug? Uh, we we well, can keep talking if you want, but I just figure an hour is good. It's, it's a little bit later where you're at. I think, damn, it's probably... It's like midnight where Will's at, so I just want to be courteous to everybody. But I'd like to, I'd like to hear you, like, uh, to tell one more story on a positive note, or 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 promote something that you want people to pay attention. Well, you know, the, the main thing promotion is is and it, it's kind of beating the drum more and more is that the people, if it wasn't for all of you, I wouldn't be here now. And, and uh, I wouldn't be out here, I should say. I, I, hopefully, I'd still be alive, even if I was in prison. But, but I wouldn't be out here and, and being able to be with my grandsons and great-grandkids. Uh, I, I missed a lot of their lives. My older grandkids that grew up, I, I missed their complete lives. And, and now I got great-grandkids from them, and I didn't really get to know my great my grandkids. <clears throat> and yeah. th- there's a lot of people out there that are going through the same things. And we have the power to change that. And the only way we're going to do it is to register a vote and vote. And you can hook up with some nonprofit groups that are, that are helping all, all around in every state, I'm sure. Keep an eye on who's doing what and see what they're doing. And there's some real good ones out there. And, um, I'll get back in touch with you and give you a list if you like of, of yeah, different dude. ones. Yeah, and, man, and send us on. a uh, send us a list, dude. We'll promote them. We'll, we'll try and post the link on the on the feed when we do our YouTube there and you everything. Go. That'd be great. And I'm, I'm <laughs> I've been involved. I go up to the uh, state capitol and I, I talk to our representatives and senators all the time. And you know what? It's their job to sit there and listen. They're yeah. supposed to do what we want them to do. Remember, we pay their checks. They work for us. We don't work yeah. for them. And a lot of times they think we do. Our government thinks we do. But it's just the opposite. They work for us. We pay them. Damn it, they should be doing what we want them to do. And it's like 97%, I believe, across this country now for legalization of marijuana. Yeah, uh, dude. Why don't we get it done federally? Not just in our state, but federally. And and get it done and out of the way and get our people home. Get our brothers and sisters out of prison that don't belong there. Because you're not just hurting them people that are in prison. You're hurting the family. You're hurting the whole system by keeping people in prison that don't need to be in prison. And we're letting other people out that are hurting people, that, that are killing people and and raping and, and, and stealing and yet they're able to walk the streets because they get a light sentence in and out and the poor person that wanted to do something for their 
medical reasons or even just to get a buzz on. In some cases, it's like that. We're locking them up. In some cases, and throwing the key away. Yeah, In some man. cases, we're, we're just locking them up for three or four years, and they think, okay, we we paid our debt to society. We did our time, but you know what, damn it? You never get that debt paid because no matter what, in 10 years, if you get in any kind of trouble, guess what's going to pop up? Guess what they're yeah. going to use against you? The same yeah. thing that happened 10 years ago that you should have paid off a long time ago. And if we don't help these people out when we do get them out of prison, if we don't help them find jobs, if we don't hire them, if we don't give them something substantial where they can make a decent living for their families, guess what's going to happen? The same yeah. damn thing, but maybe worse. Maybe somebody will get hurt because somebody's hungry enough that they're going to hurt somebody else and take away what they got because their family don't have it and they think they should or they need it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's not just getting them out of jail. It's a matter of helping them after they get out of jail, helping helping them find a job, and in some cases even training them so they can have a job. Um, and it's up to us. We have to stick together, and we got to do it. And I know it's been years, but just look where we've came in the last five years. Look how far we've come. Look how many yeah. states are now legal, at least medically, and in some states, recreational. And you know, recreational. I, you know, to me, I'd say, is it really recreational? Because the biggest killer that we have in the world is stress. And most people that are smoking it for recreational, it's to reduce the stress so they can enjoy life. So that's kind of medical as well, as far as I'm concerned. So it's medical across the board, the way I see it. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, it's up to us people, and we have to stick with it. And shows like yours are putting the light out, showing people the way. And I'm, I'm so blessed to be able to talk on it and be able to talk with you and, and get some of these words out to people so they can really know what's going on because it, it, it's horrible in prison. It really is when you've got to walk down a walkway, and, and you know there's a, a riot getting ready to bust out. And when the riots bust out, there's really no safe, you, you, safe place. You just got to back up against the wall, and, and it's swing and block, and that's about it, you know. Pick yeah. something up if you have to. Yeah, so, dude. It, we got to keep our kids out of the environment. We got to keep people out of the environment that don't belong in there. How many nonviolent people are we going to send to prison and make them, and make them violent? train them to be violent because yeah. here's one thing we all got to remember some of those guys and girls have shorter sentences and we send them in there and make them violent teach them to be violent guess what they're going to come out on parole or probation and it don't matter they're going to be living right next door to you yep. in some cases so do yep. you really want to make somebody violent and it lives right next door to you and you're trying, trying to raise your children or you got real, your mom dude. and dad elderly parents sitting somewhere and you got violent people on each side of them there because we train them to be violent yeah man real so shit Jeff Mazansky it's, it's, it's up to us it's up to us because 
operator. It's no fun. It's uh, no doubt. I, you know, it's... first day I was in prison. <coughs> at the walls. Um, I don't know how much time we have left. Oh no! Keep they on put, talking, they, bro. Long as you want, well, they, bro. Well, they put me in with a uh, another gentleman. Uh, I'll say gentleman. He he was in there for murder. He murdered one of his best friends and cut him up and put him all over the town. All right, and they put me in there with him, and gee, I never knew him before. But I'm sitting there at night, laying up in my bunk watching the ceiling crawl and move because there was nothing but cockroaches at the time. And uh, <clears throat> this guy's sitting there on, on his uh, locker and sitting there talking, you know, no, I'm not ready yet. And he looked the other way, I'm not ready for you neither. And I said, oh, my God, what's going on here? I finally asked him. His name was Danny. I said, what's going on, Danny? He said, you don't see him? I said, see who? Well, he said, I, I got the devil over here on, on this side. And I said, the devil? He said, yeah. And he says, you told me it's time to come home. And I said, no, I wasn't ready. I like it right here. I'm going to stay here. And I says, okay. Now, what's happening on the other side? He said, well, that's God over there. And I said, huh? He said, yeah, it's God standing over. You can't see him? He said, he's telling me it's time to go home, too. He said, I'm telling him I'm, I'm too good to go to the devil and too bad to go to heaven, so I'm going to stay right here where I'm at. And <laughs> That's the kind of people that they put you in with. And so now, yeah. I was older. I was older, so, you know, I, yeah, a few sleepless nights, I ain't going to lie to you. <laughs> Especially at first when something like this is going on. No shit, but dude. Fuck. Can you imagine a 17-year-old kid getting put in with a man like this? Because it, it, it don't, they don't pick and choose. I mean, they pick and choose. You don't get to pick and choose of who you get put yeah. in with. Yeah. So, eh, you know, eh, and next day you go out, and it, it, I happened to know a few guys that were in prison at the time, and they say, well, you know who you're in with, and this, and that's how I found out all about his background and stuff. And, oh, man, uh, yeah. I ain't going to be able to sleep in there. <laughs> but No shit, dude. It, it's just one little story, I mean, and it, it's over and over again, and like I said, you yeah. guys coming at you with, with big old blades saying you're going to bring drugs in because we want them in here and you're going to bring them in. You're going to give them to us or else we're going to cut your head off. And by God, they meant it. I've seen them cut a head off when I was there. Yeah. Yeah, man. Oh. It's uh, it's no place for uh, for <laughs> kids. You know what I mean? And it's it's no yeah. place for people who don't deserve to be there. Like Like you're saying, some really need to be there. You know, that, that's and like even for the, the hard core drug users using the hard stuff, prisons are right, not the right place for them, neither. Uh, I've seen some, and let's face it, if you're on heroin, you need help. Yeah, you don't need to be thrown in prison, you need to, you need help to be able to get off of the get off the drug to. to to be in society, you know, the proper way and not, not to be so screwed up that, that you don't know what's going on. And, and, and not all drug users are like that, don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of them that really truly need help. They're living on the streets. They're living in, in squalor and, and mud and everything else. They really yeah, need help. You can still get and, heroin in prison. 
Oh, yes, you can. You can get any drug you want in prison. Any drug at any time. Yep. It, it, it's crazy and, crazy and heck. Like I said, there's, there's really more of a selection of drugs in prisons than there is on the streets because people from all around the state and across the borders and here and there, like some of them get put in too, across your state lines, they have connections all over. Yeah. If, if, let's face it, if you're in a game, you've got connections in different places. And then you've got 500 people that are all got connections. Now what's going on? Somebody's going to get something in, you know? And it's it just, and in some cases, it, it's a must because they don't have no money to, to live on. The only way they can survive is by getting something in and, and doing a little dealing on the inside to survive. Yeah. So it's it's uh, it's accessible in most cases. It really is. And you know what? In reality, if they want to if they want to put a ham sandwich in prison, they can do that. Because it's not like it used to be. It used to be that you were innocent until proven guilty. And these days, unfortunately, you're guilty until you can prove yourself innocent. Yeah. And, yeah. and then, it, it then is. you better have a damn good lineup of, of <coughs> witnesses and everything else that say the other way. And then it's still flipping the coin which way it might go. Because in most cases, especially back in the 90s, in most cases back then, if you got picked up, you must have been doing something wrong so you're guilty. And that was the mindset of people because the government said, this is bad, this is bad, this is bad. So what's this? You had a joint? Oh, my God, you're so bad. We need to lock you up. You know, and that's just the way it was. It's getting yeah. better in most states, but it's still like that in a lot of states. Yeah. So we got to do something. Yeah. The only way Federal I know legalization. is get with some of these nonprofits. Uh, it, it's it, it's ridiculous the way the way it is now. Um, education, and I know not everybody wants to hear what you got to say about the legalization effort, about how marijuana is good for you, this and that. But believe me. I've turned a lot of people's minds just by telling them about marijuana. And, and they probably the most of the way, oh, no, you're nuts, boom, 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 you're crazy, you know. But they heard it from me. Then they hear it from somebody else. Then they hear a little bit from somebody else. Then they might look on Facebook and see something about it. And sooner or later, they say, well, there's, everybody's saying this. There's something to this. Maybe I need to check into it. So, you know, a little bit gets through each time. Sooner or later, they say, hey, well, it might not be as bad as we thought. Maybe maybe it does need to be legal. Maybe we need to quit throwing our people in jail and, and destroying our our kids. So education. And even though you don't think somebody's listening, believe me, they're hearing some of those words. They may not want to agree with you, but if you say it and I say it, somebody else says it, it gets through to them. No so doubt. Keep yeah. talking. Yeah. Keep talking. Word up. Good, good word, yeah, Jeff Mazansky. Good word. Heck yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think Will's got to shake here pretty soon. So uh, is, is that good enough for you, Jeff? Is there any websites you want to plug before before we wrap it up and do our outro day? 
uh, well, there's really a lot of different ones I'm involved with, and, and probably just way too long of a list to go through. So, and I would say I feel like if I said one or the other and missed one, I don't want any of them mad because well, it's, it's so all good. good. <laughs> so send I would us, send write us down uh, and a list that way, and that way we can we can get them all in there. But uh, I mean, you got the places like Patience Out of Time that that are are, are real good. They, they do a real good job as far as teaching people. And then we got the, uh, all of our festivals that we're going through, the High Times Festival, this and that. There's so much to learn there and here and there. And, and let's just keep sharing amongst ourselves and helping each other out. And by God, let's let's stick together and, and help the ones that can't help themselves. And those are the ones that are in prison or fighting oh, a case that keep trying from going to prison because yeah. it's tough. It really is. And it's and even tough, tougher on them after they get out because now you got to find a job. you got to find a ride. you got to find a place to live. you got to find food. And if we don't help them find those things, yeah. God knows what, no what doubt. happened. Yeah, no so. doubt. It, it's all right, Jeff. Well, uh, you can you can send us a, a a message or an email, and then post the the link to whatever uh, nonprofits you want us to in the description on the YouTube. Um, and then we'll send you a link to the episode from YouTube, and then a link to the Spotify. I think the Spotify uploads on Tuesday. So I'll message you those. So if you can, bro, please share them on your social media. It would help us out a lot. But it, we just appreciate oh. you coming on the show and sharing your stories. Man. Oh, well, I, I appreciate you having me. I really appreciate it. And I really appreciate the help from all the people out there. And and, and anybody that has anybody locked up, um, there there is one thing that we need from everybody is we need to know who's in jail for marijuana because you go to the states and try to get a list of people that are in and they don't have them. They they, they won't tell you, we've got this many in here for marijuana, this many in for this. Now we got X amount of people in prison, period, is, is what you're going to get. Yeah. Uh, it, takes, it takes a lot of work to find out who's in for what. And uh, if anybody's got anybody... Try, try to get a message to me or, or, or any of these projects that are working on helping to get them out. Um, send letters to whom you know that's in because it's a lonely time, especially around Christmas. Yeah. And, uh, believe me, I know. I just, I just, I was actually arrested December nineteenth, nineteen ninety three. Bummer, man. <laughs> it. Uh, it, it helps holidays to get a word from somebody, to get a card from somebody, because a lot of times you're, you're feeling down in there and feeling left out. And I'll be right honest with you, I've seen suicides in there that young kids yeah. were only in there for a few years, but they just couldn't take it, especially being not much family on the outside and this and that. And you know what? Our veterans, we need to fight for them as well. Definitely. Yeah. Um, because 
how many of them we got laying out in the streets corners? How many of them are homeless? How many of them got PTSD and cannot get legally use medical cannabis to beat their PTSD so they can go home? Uh, and, and I met them all across the country. I've been in California. I've been in Washington, New York, uh, Texas. I, I've, I've been damn all far corners of the United States for real. <laughs> And I've met homeless, I've met homeless veterans in every place I went. And, uh, you know, they say we got 22 veterans dying a day, killing themselves. And really, that number is really, really low. Um, Yeah, because that's just what's reported, you know what I mean? Right. (laughs) These guys, in some cases, fought for our country. They believed in this country and this country is in a lot of cases failing them because although the Veterans Administration has helped me out tremendously with my medical needs and they're helping a lot of these others out they can only give pills out and it, it's, it's crazy I went to Colorado with 21 other veterans and half of them had shopping bags full of pills When we left Colorado, there wasn't a shopping bag left that had any pills in it. They were they were all thrown away. They they quit them. Half of them moved yeah. there because it wasn't legal there in Missouri yet. Half of them moved to Colorado so they could get medication, and they're living good lives now. But yeah. They were going through hell before that. So <clears throat> you know, there's a lot to do, yeah. and our veterans need help. They, they really do. We've got that many veterans killing themselves every day. Every day. we got to no make doubt. sure. Yeah, man. We'll, uh, we'll uh, do our best to get out the message, too. And then um, if we can have you back in a, uh, maybe like six months or so and see how you're doing, see how your crop turned out, um, that, that would be dope. And then I should be out there in Spokane by then, dude. So if you ever slide through Spokane for any functions, hit me. And then once we're going to get some merch printed up, like some T-shirts and whatnot, we'll, uh, we'll, mail, you a shirt. we'll mail you a shirt and a, like a pack of seeds or something, man. I'm going to get my Oh, that'd be Spokane. great. I'd sure put them in the ground. <laughs> yeah, no and, doubt. And, and, and I, try, I, I try to travel everywhere and, and to speak a different engagement or in there uh, like <clears throat> they're in Seattle and Washington. Uh, yeah. But I, I, I pretty much do it on my own dime. And being retired, you don't make a heck of a lot, especially when you're locked up for 20-something years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but but uh, we've got a lot of good people that are out doing the same thing. Yeah, and man. It's it, the more of us we get involved the quicker we'll end this prohibition against the plant that all the need so much. Yeah. And no doubt, we'll man. Get our get our brothers and sisters out of jails and prisons and home with their families where it should be. No doubt. For sure. Well, it was a good episode, Jeff Mazansky. It was an honor interviewing you. Um, Will's got to go. Um, we're gonna. 
do our outro dance and uh we'll we'll stay in touch with you. Um Definitely. really appreciate you coming on the show, man. It was awesome. Well, yeah. um, I appreciate you and, having me on. It was, it was, it was really an honor man. to be on and, and great to talk to Bowling. You've got my number, call me anytime. Yeah, man. I'll hit you up, bro. When you come to no- when you come to the northwest, hit us up too, dude. Like we'll uh we'll send you a Definitely. package, Jeff Mazan. Thanks, thanks for coming Heck on. Yeah. And with that, Thank ladies you, and gentlemen, I'm going to do my outro dance. This was the 36th episode of Concerned Dabs Podcast. I was your host, Katie M. Kane. With me was my co-host, Will Terps. Have a good night, y'all. Yeah, shout out to our guest, Jeff Mazansky. I got to give yes. a shout out to my guys in production, Mitchell Wilson and Jesse Curry. This has been a Main Node and Joseph Street Enterprise production.